Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty, to talk about our most favorite to make fun of wizard today. Mm -hmm. He's our favorite to make fun of because he's our least favorite. I think that's how that works. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Toasty's yeah. just like, yes, yes. We're, you know, words help hate on podcasts. Oh, well, there horrible. we go. He's got more words. Okay, cool. Yeah, we hate him. He's horrible. Who are we talking about, Toasty? Talking about Stregabor. Strega, Strega dumb. No, that's Strega boar. Boar. He's kind of I a, mean, he is a boar. He's kind of a boar. In multiple meanings of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I tried to make <laughs> the title of this live stream on Twitch, Stregabor the Douchebag Wizard. But it wouldn't let me use the word douchebag in my title. And you would think, with Twitch, everybody drops the F-bomb all the time. But you can't put douchebag in a title. What's with that? I don't know. But it's accurate. It's accurate. It's true. Yeah. So you're going to hear a lot of trash talking on this episode. If you have been paying any attention to any of our other episodes episodes where uh, Stregobor comes up, then this is going to be like 10 times more than that. Because we're, we're going into detail here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's great is that the details start with him being an asshole. <laughs> he just seems <laughs> like that from the beginning. Yes. Right. He is. Right at the beginning. Okay. So, how are we going to kick this off? <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, uh, um, a quote or, or a passage from uh, The Last Wish. Uh, as a description. Um, uh, but Stregobor always looked as, according to every rule and notion, a wizard should look. He was tall, thin, and stooping, with enormous bushy gray eyebrows and a long crooked nose. To top it off, he wore a black trailing robe with improbably wide sleeves and wielded a long staff capped with a crystal knob. I Maybe we should just call him Crystal Knob crystal knob it's kind of a crystal knob he, he's a total knob total i knob. think that's yeah. a british insult i don't know what it means it probably I is i don't think it means anything nice yeah knob also wizard sleeves that's a, that's he's, another that's another borat joke oh oh i'm yeah. not familiar well no i yeah. feel like i've heard you say that he but talks he talks about lady parts <laughs> and the fact that they were uh loose like a wizard sleeve a very borat thing yeah wow we get we went explicit within the first like six seconds yeah douchebags <laughs> lady parts i mean that's not even it's not even how lady parts work by the way but borat seems to think <laughs> so not. anyway uh well <laughs> so where are we going with this now that this episode is clearly off track where where do we go from here uh so um kind of a, a start with his his biography uh, Strigobor spent the vast majority of his life serving King Edie of Kovir alongside the mage Zavist uh, at one point the witcher Geralts of Rivia completed a contract by killing an Amphisbina for the king such a fun word yeah. to say Amphis uh, B-A-E-N-A that's how you spell it mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, but was screwed over when Stregobor and Zavis convinced he that Geralt was a charlatan and shouldn't be paid. Look, we're already starting off Total with douche. Stregobor being a horrible person. Like, like what? 
Come on. Uh, yeah. Did, by the way, did you know that an Emphysbina is a serpent in classical mythology having a head at each end and capable of moving in either direction, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary? That's incredible. I don't know if I knew exactly what that was. I know it's been it, like, I think it was mentioned like in the books, but they don't exactly like, I don't remember them describing it in detail. Sometimes yeah, they just mention the names of things and you kind of got to figure it out. Like a, a skull of Pendermorph. Like they don't right. explain it. It's just like, Oh, okay. You look it up, but it's a giant centipede and you're like, Oh, Oh dear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know that these are in any of the games either, but if you look up on the, the Witcher wiki, it also notes that they're a giant water serpent with a head on each end. So, that seems to That's be a, cool. we probably can't even do a uh, bestiary episode on these because there's just not that much info. But so if you were wondering what an emphasis mana is, there you go. Serpent thing. Uh, and Geralt was barely given enough time to leave the kingdom. So so he was not only not paid, he was booted run from Kovir, which is like it's messed up. Uh, totally. Totally. Being a strong believer in the curse of the black sun. He also helped the council's efforts trying to learn more about the afflicted girls going as far to do autopsies and even a vivisection on one believing he was acting in the people's defense because the mutant girls would have drowned entire countries in blood. Now, this is something that we see some of in the Witcher TV show in season one. Mm-hmm. And we so, will be talking about that specifically. Yeah. So uh, if if you were familiar with the show, this is this is where he comes in on the in the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, however, it proved difficult in picking the girls out, so the mages stopped killing the girls and started to lock them up in towers. What a wonderful compromise! Right, and a wonderful nod to like uh, like traditional European uh, like storytelling and mythology. You know rapunzel like the the princess in the tower that kind of thing well so like there's like a ton of like kind of those like fairy tale like references uh there's like a part where we get to renfrey specifically strigobor turned her into a slab of uh granite i believe uh very snow white i mm. think kind of kind of being uh, and, frozen and then of course you know yeah. like the story of novellan i mean it's like beauty and the beast essentially so yeah the twist so yeah that's one of the cool things about these books and, and a lot of the stories that come from them are the are the twists on traditional folklore and fairy tales and those kinds of things mm-hmm. yeah uh it was prophecy so just a, a little bit of a uh, an explanation for the the curse of the black sun and what it means. Uh, it was prophesied by the mage Eltabald that the eclipse, that an eclipse foretold the end of the human civilization at the hands of 60 girls born during the black sun or an eclipse, uh, which would turn them into cruel creatures who would bring about the return of the goddess Lilith at the end of the world. Um, so this Okay, side note here. This is clearly something that doesn't actually come into fruition, right? This is one of those things mm-hmm. that, like, Geralt refers to when he says things like, I've lived through so many tellings of the ends of the world, that are, you know, like that kind of thing. I've right? been through right. three supposed end of days. They're all horseshit. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would assume that this is one of those that's kind of counted in that. But what's interesting about this is that there is some truth to it in that some of these girls actually do have these extra powers and abilities they are super human or different in in ways mm-hmm. so there is 
some truth to the fact that maybe they could be dangerous, but but it's like some of them are born with extra abilities. Some people in the Witcher universe are born with extra abilities regardless. Right. And some of them cultivate magic abilities like Stregobor, and yet they're not rounding up the mages and, you know, killing them, putting them in towers. It's like a huge assumption of like, like because they were born under the Black Sun, the reason that they're special at all is because they're cursed when you know like you can look at all these other people that are existed that have special abilities who weren't and therefore they're not like prosecuted for being uh born at a certain time like it's just yeah it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. Um, and i think that's and, part and, of the and point of course, of, it doesn't of help the fact that they're all women so oh right totally totally and they're being round rounded up by a male wizard and the other people who are in charge who typically are male and yeah mm-hmm. and, and so i think that if anything this is one of those warning stories and one of the reasons one of the stories that justifies Geralt's belief in like intelligent monsters being given the chance to prove themselves as being evil or not before actually taking care of them you know, given the chance, a lot of these women, if they weren't persecuted, might have just grown up as regular people or even been beneficial to society. But yeah, but I, I even put in a part about that with this next part uh, where we're specifically talking about Renfrey. Yeah, let's talk about Renfrey. the most prominent uh, born under the, the eclipse. So sometime later, the council sent Stregobor to Creighton because of the queen Iradius Iradius suspicions concerning her stepdaughter Renfrey, who'd been born during an eclipse, reportedly using Nahalania's mirror, a mirror with oracular capabilities. The queen learned she and many others would die at the hands of her stepdaughter. Insert self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because right. I'm sure that their actions to stop this isn't totally isn't the reason that it happens in the first place, right? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so Stregobor showed up and spied on the young Renfrey, and after conducting some tests, confirmed the child was a mutant, which. I thought it was interesting because I think he specifically talks about how the only way to know for sure is to cut them open and look at their insides. Uh-huh. So how is he able to confirm it? Well, if he didn't do this. As we know, uh, talking about Stregobor in previous episodes, so much of what he believes to be true, he does so because he wants to believe it's true, not mm-hmm. because he has the evidence with which to do so. Um, you know, like hatred of elves, like a lot of these kinds of personality quirks that he has are very much in line with people who act according to their beliefs without actually having proof. Yeah. So what confirmation bias, essentially? Or yeah. Like yeah. And which so. which to, you know, to go a little bit more real world in this is, is a reason why people are racist or people are sexist or people are ageist like or, or people are culturist against other cultures elitist. It's because they want to believe those things are true, not because they have actual evidence or enough evidence to believe so. Um, and he, he falls right into that. Oh, yeah. He's definitely. uh <laughs> He's definitely guilty of many of those ists that you just mentioned. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And usually that comes from a lack of self uh, self worth. I mean, usually it's it's in 
putting on others the things that you feel insecure about in yourself, which is, is <laughs> a psychological issue. But what that's part of what makes these characters so interesting is that they exhibit these like real world personality quirks and problems. Uh, while he wanted to isolate the girl, which I guess props to not wanting to instantly kill her, at least uh, Aradia wanted to kill her and sent the princess into the woods with a thug hired to kill her. Uh, trigger warning here. Yeah, um, trigger warning. If you don't like mm, bad things that happen to people sometimes when they get assaulted in, yeah, in very um, dark, terrible ways, skip yeah, ahead. Say trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, Instead, the thug raped Renfrey. She took advantage of him being occupied and stabbed her brooch pin through his ear and into his brain, killing him and running away. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He deserved it. Stregobor soon left, but four years later, Aradia sent word that she tracked down Renfrey, now known as Shrike, to Mahakam. Uh, the queen then summoned him to return to Creighton. Yeah, Creighton. But by the time he arrived, Aradia had been poisoned and subsequently died while the general rumor was that her husband freda falk did it stregobor believed it was the work of renfrey because of, of course he would even if he of didn't have enough, would. And, enough and information renfrey, he would just assume it right yeah and renfrey tells us that she didn't do it and in, in like there's just there's just no reason to really i there's mean no real motivation she's, there. she's she's a bad person right generally but not without not yeah, without well, the circumstance yeah. led her to be that way but in the sense of like she was not ashamed of the stuff she had done so mm -hmm. she really had no reason to lie about it like if she had done it why would you like just you know there's just no reason um yeah yeah. And we know this kind of stuff like given the time frame that you can that this like how the the setting of the witcher takes place a lot of kings killed their wives for like a multitude of reasons uh Henry like, including like style stuff yeah or not bearing like a male heir or something like that like mm -hmm. there's, there's so many reasons which is again so, <clears throat> accurate like there's a lot mm -hmm. of historical precedent for that yeah so uh later on Stregobor was in Mahakam when Renfri crossed paths with him and remembering his part back in Creighton moved to attack the sorcerer but he uttered a spell at the last minute turning her into a crystal slab which he then tossed into a mine and proceeded to cave in burying her despite this Renfri was later freed by a prince from a distant kingdom and set out to assassinate Stregobor and this is the kind of the part where I was talking about like Snow White vibes basically she was put to sleep and mm -hmm. like prince came and awakened her yeah uh, you think he would slumber. have used a more uh at least i don't know 100 percent confirmable way of killing somebody <clears throat> if he was that worried about her it was like it was like yeah because it's like you turn her into a crystal slab do you not just like break apart the crystal slab yeah why at not, that point why like, not just like, break it like you have the yeah. ability or have done a different spell that just murdered her outright but stories yeah. i mean it's a more fun story for it to go this way right yeah so uh now we move on to the events of blaviken um so i don't i mean i don't necessarily have to like talk about this in too much detail probably for most people have probably at least seen the first episode of the show and most of this is pretty accurate when it comes to the books version of things mm -hmm. um but just for a general summary um and Geralt later ran into Renfri and Stregobor in the town of Blaviken. Uh, Stregobor was under the guise of the previous town wizard, 
uh, Master Irian, um, and was just essentially hiding out under an alias and serving the town. Um, but regardless, Renfree tracked them down, um, and they each took their turn in trying to convince Geralt to kill the other person, uh, claiming that it was the lesser evil. And, uh, well, we all know, <laughs> we all know what Geralt thinks about lesser evils. Um, and, uh, so neither one of them convinced him. He uh, kind of grew a little close to Renfrey, uh, but <laughs> got, she got, got she, a little, got a little touchy feely. Yeah, which <laughs> she took advantage of and uh, went into the town the next day uh, and was planning on killing every citizen in the town until Strikerbor came out of the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, which gives so us Geralt, insight into her personality and how desperate she was. Um, and how angry for vengeance she was against him but the innocent people didn't need to have to be in the middle of that yeah and uh so as we know Geralt intervened killed her entire gang and her um and then was cast out of Blaviken because uh he slaughtered a bunch of people in the streets even though he literally saved everyone but we know how people treat witchers um and right. of course Stregobor, uh he he had no intention of coming out of the tower he was fine with letting everyone die uh for him so yeah just a little bit of another insight into you know right. why he's a douchebag as he is <laughs> yeah. so um yeah pretty i mean typical tragic witcher story there mm-hmm. so um yeah that wraps that up is, that story that is yeah essentially all we this this that's all we get out of stregobor uh in the non-show material mm-hmm. um he's, he doesn't really have a big involvement other than just that story so interesting but he does seem to be a much bigger player when it comes to the uh cinematic witcher universe Mm-hmm. Which, which makes sense i mean he's a pretty terrible I, dude who has a lot of power yeah which i both like and dislike because obviously it's great to see more of a character um that like you may have had interest in which i did i was definitely like you know interested in seeing more of this guy and if what things he gotten and, and you know the show does that for us and it's great to hate him like you just right. love to hate him because he's terrible yeah you kind of so. want there to be a uh a, a, a justified ending to him to his arc mm-hmm. which you don't get in the books right so right. um if we get some sort of like he gets his just desserts in the show that'll be really satisfying it'll be really satisfying <laughs> especially if, like i feel like be, the way they pushed it like yennefer is able to like kill him slowly i feel like that'd be super satisfying you know? <laughs> oh no well just because oh, no. of how like he's in ways he that he has Ger- done to he others did Geralt dirty but like he's yeah. been well he's been tormenting all these poor girls yeah, yeah like absolutely yeah so yeah uh, yeah well there you go all right well it's time for our mid-break we're gonna go thank our patrons but stay tuned because we're gonna talk about more about stregobor in the show's timeline when we get back very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard mm-hmm. great let me go prepare my something oil then all right here we are in the middle of the show we get to thank our patrons no new patrons this week but we do get to call out ben of tamaria and bane 
the hospital guy for being our higher vampires thank you for supporting the show as tier five supporters thank you to all 15 of our patrons if you are one of our patrons toasting i very much appreciate it thank you so much for being here and if you aren't already but you would like to help us out you've got a few extra bucks maybe you got your tax return you're trying to figure out what to do why not support us join us on a future episode of the show which by the way will be on the 30th and toasty as long as you're able to do it it's kind of a holiday day but it'll be late enough should be able to do it. I'll be tired, but I'm good. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll shoot for the 30th because that would be the last Monday of the month where we mm. and our tier four and higher patrons get together and talk every month about whatever topic our patrons want to talk about. So if you mm. are one of our patrons, we'd love for you to be posting some details about some ideas. There's all sorts of things that we could be sh- sharing and t- discussing together. Um, and if you're not, head over to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast. Check out all the different tiers. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself ad-free episodes. You don't even have to wait till you're all caught up. You can start listening now without ads and all of that stuff for only starting at like five bucks a month. Or maybe it's lower than that. I haven't looked in a while. Um, maybe it's three. Do we have a three dollar tier? I think we do. Uh, five. Five is lowest. Okay. Five. Yeah. yeah. Some of these. Some of these patrons. Oh. I started a long time ago, and they actually had lower tiers. And yeah. Yeah. They were like the limited. money's all weird. Yeah. The money gets weird. But anyway, go check that out. Yeah. We'd love. We'd and, love for your support. And and because Ben's a pal, I just want to shout out his his podcast, uh, the Holocon Histories. Yeah. Also on the robots. So if you like Star Wars. Yeah, and I'm excited ben. about the Obi Wan show yeah obi-wan's coming out i'm super excited about obi-wan mm-hmm. me and me and a, a friend have been just spam texting like memes and stuff and everything back and forth to each other uh like have you seen the savage owen memes like savage uncle owen no oh, i need to look God. at these there's, you need to send these to me too yeah i i will yeah there's like a whole part it's like it shows in the trailer where like obi-wan is like you know luke needs to train and he's like yeah like he trained his dad and it was like yeah right right yeah people have been making memes about it like uh with different star (laughs) wars moments and it's been absolutely incredible it's so funny but yeah so go go check out ben's holocron histories on the robots radio rocket club i think i was his first patron i'm not were. sure i think you were but i'm pretty sure i was so you know darth toasty's over there listening so you <laughs> should be too <laughs> the most dangerous of all the sin <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah go check out his show get caught up on all the all the obi-wan lore be ready for everything coming out and then also <laughs> we have a review to read this is a nice big one this one came in from i don't know how to pronounce the name Name Chloa K or I'm sorry Q K O I'm sorry Q K L O H A Chloa Chloa <laughs> we probably probably messed that up from the U S who wrote grab your something oil <laughs> awesome <laughs> absolutely phenomenal show I started my journey on the path a few years ago with The Witcher three and going backwards and this show has filled in so many lore gaps for me it has everything from breakdowns on every monster the world has to offer important characters world changing events and discussions on important topics like how each school makes a witcher and how many haircuts you could have instead of going to a magic college for 12 years <laughs> 1440 uh, tom uh, robots and you'll never spell my name right toasty are incredible hosts Wait, knowledgeable the best part is that he misspelled toasty <laughs> they misspelled toasty they spelled it the way i do toasty. with a y oh toasty there's no t there's not even a t there That's 
that's right. That's right. That's awesome. That's so good. Please, please do not update your review to fix that. Just leave yeah, it as don't. it is because that's awesome. It's great. We love it. Because <laughs> I think everyone should start calling you Tozy. So Tozy, uh, our incredible host, knowledgeable, entertaining, and passionate about the Witcher universe. Keep up the good work and good luck on the path. That is awesome. Thank you so very much. And if you want to help us out and you don't have the means to join us on Patreon or or whatever leaving a rating and review on apple Podcasts or, or just a rating on spotify is absolutely 100 percent helpful also telling your friends if you have friends who are into the witcher and the topic comes up just be like hey i listen to this podcast it's really awesome you should check it out that helps a ton too you know word of mouth is, is one of the best things you can do to help us but we appreciate all of you thank you for being here and toasty let's move on with the rest of the show you smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's on you now. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So, right, all right. Yeah. So let's talk about the Netflix series, because like we were discussing before, Stregobor has kind of a more fleshed out role. In mm-hmm. Yeah, this he's definitely a more universe. fleshed out character. Um, definitely uh they definitely made us hate him more than we already did (laughs) um yeah yeah. uh so uh most of most of his stuff obviously was in the show but there's a little bit of a background information on him uh that they don't express 100 percent words so i'm just gonna do that first um okay so sometime during falka's infamous rebellion uh Stregobor got caught up in the conflict and witnessed firsthand the destruction it caused on the mages at mirth we talked about last week mirth was the original uh mage uh school before they made aratuza and banard um and, and during falka's rebellion she like sacked it and killed lots of mages burned it to the ground um uh, stregobor while he survived the rebellion lost both his hands in a fire which we see that one episode he he yeah. you know presents it to his class and we discussed the, that on the episode like was that uh was that actually real was it symbolic of what he used to look like but he got his hands back because of magic you know like i don't know toast do you have a sense if we have any more information about that or is that still kind of up in the air uh, so it, this, the information that I found, uh, states that, uh, he resorts to illusions to make it look like he still has hands and hides the injuries. So uh, he which, really doesn't have hands still. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he must use like, uh, magic really to like interact with things. He uh, uses mage hand as a hand, as an actual hand, like a D and D spell as yeah. an actual hands. And he's constantly doing it. Yeah. And wow. he also he's in this does make sense because he's actually known as a master illusionist. Mm-hmm. He's like, incredibly good thing. when it comes to illusions. And we we actually see that in the like when he's interrogating Yennefer, he kind of throws her into this like strange illusion where like they're in the hall, mm-hmm. but it looks like she's like strapped to a chair and like in like some sort of like dungeon cell or something. Right. So it, but that's it all actually, in her like, mind at that point. Yeah, she's not actually uh, in a place like that. It's an yeah, it's an illusion. Yeah. So um Sometime later, he became one of the heads of the Brotherhood of Sorcerers, and by 1206 was the rector at Banard Academy, where he became a mentor to Istrid. This turned out to be fruitful for Stregobor, as fruitful for Stregobor as Istrid, uh, 
Jeez, I'm not reading this right. As fruitful for <laughs> Shagabor as Istrid, not realizing how much his mentor despised elves and mixed people. Dear God, dude, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sounds horrible in a real life sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No, like uh, revealed. Yeah. To, oh, sorry. Go no, I, I was just going to agree with you. Like, I, yeah. I don't know you and I. And, and if if you're the kind of person who thinks that, like, you know, other types of this people is, are is, bad or the mixing of people from different background, <laughs> cultural backgrounds is wrong, then you're listening to the wrong show <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. because anybody who has that belief has no leg to stand on. Like yeah. there's, there's no reason to believe that at this, all. This is like for people that are familiar with Harry Potter, this is Umbridge. Oh yeah. Umbridge, Umbridge is her whole thing is that she hates half breeds, right. which is like right. terrible like um you are mistaken and that is yeah. your beliefs are making the world worse please please change your beliefs yeah so and, and as we know if you watch the show just how much he hates elves um so when uh istrid revealed to Stregovor that unifer was a quarter elf uh he used the information against her informed the rest of the brotherhood in order to deny Yennefer getting the position as Adern's uh, mage advisor uh, when she was supposed to graduate. But because Yennefer's a bad bitch, she got it anyways. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> Good for you her. know, all power to Yennefer. Screw you, strike for. Um, so, yeah. So, dude, awful. Just awful. Um, so, and the rest of the things like if you've watched the show you'll be familiar um so there's really much of a a kind of a brief run through um the first episode uh which they do the the telling of rinfrey versus stregobor um which you know we went over uh you know it's just you know the episode just kind of shows us the the connection and and gerald's stance on it and how how close he gets to Rinfrey in that sense of like, cause I don't, they definitely like in the books, they sleep together, but it's not really like a, like point of view kind of genuine yeah. connection as it right. is in the show. Cause I mean, Rin, like he has flashbacks of like Rinfrey and stuff to the rest of the show at this point. So it's like, yeah, it's how much she, all of this really hit him. affected him. Yeah. She yeah. hit him on kind of a deeper level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we uh, the next kind of big thing we see Strigobor in other than you know him like keeping Yennefer from or, or revealing that information about Yennefer trying to like stop her from getting that position uh, through like the l- next couple episodes after the first episode and then later on uh, the conclave of the northern mages mm-hmm. where they all get together and they're talking about what they're going to do in order to help Sintra, whether they're going to go fight, what they're going to do to stop Nilfgaard. And pretty much it kind of gets to the point where it's like mostly like male versus female. Yeah. Or men where it comes down very close to those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, the sorcerers are on the other side of the table talking about how it's not their problem. They shouldn't get involved like Sintra like had their warning and they still messed it up uh, mm-hmm. and that they shouldn't do anything about it while to say is trying to argue that like they need to do as much as they can to stop Nilfgaard. Um, and then they all come to a vote and the vote 
uh, goes in favor of doing nothing uh, to help. But as we know, to say in a, a group of other mages kind of uh, decide to take action anyways. Toasty, um, do you know what would be really cool is to do a what if episode, maybe even with our patrons of like, if the if the female mages had not acted um, at that moment, how would things have been different? Like a what if episode? I mean, so much like they may have even got Siri. Like yeah. there's a lot that could have changed and gone differently had had those women not stood up against them and, and halted the army for as long as they did. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that was a very, very critical point in the way the story plays out from that point on. And I mean, even those the consequences of that roll over into season two and the things that happen with yeah. those characters. I mean, like like if Yennefer didn't fight or and didn't do what she did what yeah. like what would have happened as a result in season two like would she have ever even met siri in the first place like stuff mm-hmm. like that like mm-hmm. yeah and plus really uh, i mean there's a lot of character growth that happens with all of the characters <clears throat> due to those that situation you know damage and and terrible things happen as well but things that they overcome in order to continue growing as people so yeah the, we can't go into it now i mean we, you and i could sit and speculate about this for the next hour but <laughs> oh yeah for yeah. sure so yeah. um as for uh that that's really the last we see of him in season one uh, and then we get to the season two um which i guess spoiler warning if you haven't watched it but like chances are you have why haven't you at this, at this point. point yeah but if you uh, haven't spoilers yeah uh basically uh you know yennefer disappears after the battle of sodden and but she uh and she gets taken by nilfgaard but you know through the weird weird baba yaga stuff um they release her and she gets back to artuza where uh basically she (laughs) the quarter elf is back and uh striker is not a fan of that because <laughs> weird stuff is happening the elves are on the move he's already like super tense about that because those are like he's worrying about like the scoyatel and like full-blooded elves and so you know this elf person shows up and he's he's freaking out and he's basically trying to do anything possible to get Yennefer condemned from the group. Uh, so he ends up uh, putting her under this illusion, like we said before, and just uh, in like pierces her mind to figure out like all the information that she had uh, or that she's experienced from like her time away, finds out that she was with Nilfgaard. They let her go and pretty much uh, even, even though he gets caught in the act and doing that kind of thing is uh, completely against the rules and like violating like uh, oh, yeah. the peace between them. Yeah. Uh, he's, and that's the thing which sucks is that he's charismatic and he's charismatic enough to convince the rest of them that he's not, he's just doing what's best right. for, right. for the, the, the Northern kingdoms. And that Yennefer, the elf, uh, a quarter elf, is the one who's the threat and that she was working with Nilfgaard and that she's a spy and they have to get her to prove uh, that she's good. He seems like the kind of person who probably believes his own BS. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked for and been around narcissists. Well, he before, does. I and mean, he, that's he, something that is true of narcissists is that they will say in the moment, whatever is most advantageous to them in order to manipulate other people. But then from that moment on, once they speak that into existence, they then believe that as well. They act as if that's the actual truth of reality. They're constantly creating reality around them. And he, he definitely has that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. so yeah and and it doesn't help i mean obviously the big reason is like the poor like the horrible mistreatment of elves in the northern kingdoms i mean like at that point like with the way that they were treated and humiliated uh and like kept as like not even like second class they're like third fourth class citizens in comparison right and barely like, have any freedoms yeah yeah and yeah. like that would push any people into like rebelling or looking for like the deal with the enemy that gets them like on a better footing like, like you just don't want to be treated that way but of course that doesn't help with you know stregobor's point of view because you know the elves become the Scoia'tael and they start attacking the Northern kingdoms. And they're like, uh, like the, the elves are rebelling against us. And, and I, I was saying that they were bad this whole time. And look right. at them now. I warned they you are bad. Yeah. It's, it's like he uses it as justification for everything else he's done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then of course the the same topic he, there's a lot of uh, he he's now uh or he he makes a big fuss of, about uh, the the new elven baby because mm-hmm. uh i guess in his mind at least they couldn't procreate very successfully but now they're managing to and uh that's a problem because you know it gives them he, hope he and, wants them to die off like yeah it, it gives them hope for the future it gives them um uh, it makes them stronger it, like <laughs> it, it's a power thing um season two is really just stregobor in his anti-elf crusade essentially of yeah. painting them as the enemy and trying to convince people to do probably unspeakable things to them so yeah i hope he gets it i hope he, I hope he crosses i hope I so <laughs> so okay so if, if you're rooting for the good guys you don't want the good guys to do vile ter- terrible things because it's it's like the batman conundrum right like once he starts mm-hmm. acting like the villains doesn't he just become the villain but you kind of hope that he pisses off some other terrible person who then does terrible things to him so it doesn't ruin one of the good guys you know i'm i'm under no false beliefs that Yennefer is like some like sweetheart like Yennefer is mm. like I said before she's a bad bitch yeah and she she is like and she doesn't have qualms about like doing bad things to people and like most people in this universe don't I mean yeah it's true the biggest person who's got qualms about doing bad things to people's Geralt like, <laughs> right like, it's true everyone else doesn't really like it's not a bad like a big problem for them I mean when uh I think there's like a part with uh with um the books where she saves uh yaskier from ryance like he's getting tortured by ryance mm-hmm. um and she like 
I think he escapes, but she kind of tortures the hell out of like one of the his companions to get mm-hmm. answers. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she doesn't have those boundaries the way that like Geralt yeah. does. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think that it's like Yennefer delivering Striker Wars just desserts. That's like the thing I want to see right you know yeah yeah so, maybe we'll get that in season three who knows i mean who hopefully. knows how far afield they're gonna go with the way the story maybe went siri will and she it was like like she doesn't even know him but it's like mm-hmm. well like it's maybe, i feel like it needs to be somebody who he is, would hate her too is is vindicated like, right like he mm-hmm. has done yennefer wrong i mean that is either that or like, maybe to, to tap into somebody's mind like that is absolutely like you should have permission to do that like how violated do you feel when somebody if somebody like reaches into your mind and starts messing around like absolutely she has the right to feel like it's it's violated by him yeah they talk about like they didn't want to let to say it do it to like the enemy right they they look so far down imagine someone doing it to an ally and then still managing to talk his way out of it right like absolutely so like if she, if anybody has the justification and it would feel good coming from it would be yennefer um or maybe to say you know it would be even more interesting is if it's like a character moment where she does grow as a character and she is about to do something terrible and then decides not to and pulls back but then that thing terrible thing happens to it anyway it's like the universe has decided like no you're not getting off she forgave you but you are like the universe has not forgiven you like that kind of thing that would be great too yeah yeah that would be great too because so. then you get both you get like the character you like growing and becoming a better person <laughs> along with like still the bad guy getting getting what's coming mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so uh yeah and i think i mean i imagine we're probably gonna get a lot more stregobor i'm sure he's definitely on the side of like like if once he because we know Istrid goes blabbing his mouth to 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 Stregobor about plenty of other things. Yeah, so hopefully his chances are he goes yeah. somehow lets it slip about Siri and her elder blood or whatever, finding that out, and then Stregobor is going to go on a crusade against her too. Because I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, well, I feel like at the end of the season, there's kind of that moment where everybody's just sharing all the information and everything yeah, like comes out knows. anyway. So, but we don't like specifically see him. So it's like, mm-hmm. you no, know, but yeah, I'm sure he's, he's in enough to, to figure like to get this information too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's a, uh, that's the Stregobor update or episode. I guess there's not really an update, but maybe we will have an update once we get to season three. Um, also, there was some rumor about the, uh, the other Witcher series potentially coming out by the end of the year. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I posted it in our Discord or retweeted it. Yeah, um, it seems like uh, the the Witcher Blood Origin might be looking at a Christmas release date. So, which could um, be cool because what if they're staggering them like every other year? Because I know it takes them a while to finish production on these shows. And well, no, because it's not even every. Other, well, I mean, I guess this, it would be the, December the last year, December this year, right? Like, so yeah, you have well, like one Witcher the, series the and then Witcher, the other Witcher series. Yeah, the the actual Witcher season three, right. but just like, yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's still like impressive though. Yeah, that to yeah. get them out, like you'd be able to get if we get a Witcher thing every year. 
I, it would be, be really cool really if we nice. got every six months. Like if we have one show and then the next show and then the back back to the show. Uh, back to, I like, mean, I'm cool with once a year. Like that's still like that's still pretty pretty good. often. Like for things like I mean, and to think of like the things that they do for them and whatnot. Yeah, like yeah, and Joker I mean, in chat says uh, season two was delayed because of COVID. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, um, so for may, sure. Who knows? But, maybe we'll get well, maybe we'll get more than once a year. I, I, I that would be maybe. good with me too. Either way, but, more Witcher stuff, please. Thank you. The real thing is, is how much like how successful do you think it will be? Like, because I mean, yeah, the Witcher, the Witcher well, season two managed to like be like one of the top shows for the year, and it only had like a couple weeks, not even. Like, it's I can't true. even remember. It's it true. was pretty crazy. Well, so. there is there is a large contingent of people on the internet who complain about it breaking away from the books, and so you, there's always that. But with Blood Origins, there's less of that potential to happen at all. Yeah, because this is, it's yeah. about stuff that happened in the past that's only kind of hinted at in the lore and so they can do whatever they want with it and now they're not going to unless they completely change the universe in some very crucial way they're not going to yeah, get as much hate from that so it seems like there's some I, potential there I'm excited I'm I'm ready to see like I mean I'm excited about the uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head anymore but the the uh, the the Asian lady who's like actress she yeah the actress yeah i don't um, remember her name either. i mean she's been in like a ton of like kung fu things and whatnot so i'm excited to see i, I imagine that there's going to be some pretty cool fighting choreography i mean yeah they they managed to do really good with that already so yeah you know yeah that should be good well toasty we gotta wrap this up you got anything you want to share before we head out um follow us uh at the witcher Lorecast on twitter um uh still uh still keeping an eye out for the release of season two of cyberpunk um they haven't they haven't dropped it yet i think soon i'm not entirely sure uh almighty crit doesn't communicate with me effectively enough and i want to <laughs> smack him uh <laughs> he's, a, he's a busy guy yeah um, yeah but you're, you're just so anyone who hasn't heard you're you're one of the characters in that season yes so. I, I yeah i'm yeah. i'm playing i'm playing mono the the I think I'm a tech now. This is originally a nomad, but we had too many nomads, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll play a tech All right. who's basically still a nomad anyway." <laughs> I'll be tech the um, nomad. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the, you can make <laughs> a nomadic nomad tech a background rather than being like, you know, your class. Uh, and then, um, uh, when is this? When is this? Uh, I guess I have a, a recording with a. Uh, with with genesis and bravado on uh, uh the the judy episode for uh two girls one ship uh uh this friday yeah actually yeah um and i guess ben's got his patron episode there you go he's mentioned it in chat somewhere yeah he said it's coming up on the, the 28th. 27th 27th oh man so i, I guess i'll 27th. be over there too there you go. So it's if you want more Toasty, over the place. lots of places to go for more Toasty. 
So yeah. go check out all those shows. Um, the uh, Lord of the Rings Lorecast is doing awesome. That's up to episode 12 now and been getting some stellar reviews. People seem to really be loving it. So thank you so much for if, if you're listening to that as well. Also, I've got a bunch of other Lorecasts. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Mass Effect. Go check those out as well. And um, if you look, if you want other shows, we've got plenty of them. RobotsRadio.net. Lots of other shows. Lots of wonderful creators beyond just me and toasty and if you want to join us you can join the rocket club over at robotsradio.net we will help you launch your show or we'll help you improve your show and build a bigger audience i've got a lot of lot of tips we talk every every week we get together and i help out the other creators with growing and creating their podcasts and making them better every week so go check that out and that's what we got for this week toasty what do you think we'll be doing next week we got one episode before the patron episode do you have an idea of where we're going? Is it still up in the air? It's still up in the air. I was I was definitely thrown off. This is five, I think a five Monday month. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Sometimes so we I was get like, five, I'm yeah. so used to four episodes or three episodes of the patron. And then I was like, Yeah, oh, oh, we have another thing. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll just do another best year episode. People seem to like those. Yeah. Maybe we'll just get an extra best year episode this month. Yeah, you know? or maybe like little lesser known creatures, kind of like the one that popped up in this one. Maybe the, it'll um, be about an amphisbana and it'll be like five minutes long you know, <laughs> five minute episode thank you for I'm being kidding. here yeah yeah or it's just kind of lesser known smaller creatures that get mentioned in, maybe we'll in talk, like the real world maybe, lore. maybe we'll talk about kiki morris there you go that's cool because that's that's what initiated the blavik like grinfrey and stregobor he was trying to sell a kiki Morris corpse you know there you go talking about kiki morris all right sounds good man all right well thanks for listening everybody thanks for being here thanks for being here chat we love seeing you guys during the live shows we'll see you next time stay safe out there and Stay safe on the path. There you go. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.